to Drummers Only Radio. Drummers Only is the UK's leading drum shop with store locations in Glasgow and Leeds. Our podcasts are full of interviews, gear reviews, and much more from the unique perspective of a drum shop. The show is hosted by two pasty Scottish dudes who talk real fast. Whoa. Slow down there, Braveheart. So here's Chris, the Glasgow shop manager, and Adam, the social media manager. Be sure to like, subscribe, and let's do this. Drummers Only Radio, episode number 50, and we are here with the wonderful Mr. Joost Nickel. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Uh, we're glad to have you. It's a real pleasure. Thank you for taking your, your time out your evening to do this. Yeah. You know, it's it's one of these benefits of... Uh, we all discovered Zoom, I guess, like <laughs> one and a half years ago, and now we all know how to operate it. And Yeah, some yeah. some benefits are there, there are Absolutely. in uh, using Zoom. Absolutely. And, you know, at a time where we can't reach people normally, it's nice to be able to, t- to talk to guys internationally. It's, it's been a real treat, actually. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. so um, if you are new to the podcast or you're new to drumming and, and maybe don't know who Joost is, Joost is one of the premier drummers uh, in Germany. Um, he plays for a band called Yandelay in Disco Number no. One. He's played with some amazing jazz greats, uh, Jeff Lorber, Randy Brecker, Bob Mincer, amongst others. He is also a teacher at the University of Pop in Mannheim and has just released his is it your first solo record. That's right. And it's called The yep. Check-In, and it's very, very good. Because I, I don't know the answer to this question. How did you get your start playing the drums? Oh, I, yeah, it was really like a classic start, I think. Maybe um, a friend of mine, when I was 10, he was 10 too, he just played on a little children's drum kit and uh, put on some music and said, hey, yo, so I'm going to play some drums along I mean, with that music. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to hear this, but <laughs> I didn't say it. And... <laughs> I, I really remember thinking, I don't want to hear this. I don't know why I thought this. And then uh, he played, and I, I loved it so much, uh, the, the unison of his playing and the music that I wanted to play drums. And I, d- d- is that exactly when you started? You've played for the next however many years? Yeah. I, well, I didn't have an instrument, so um, I went home and told my mother that I wanted to play. And she was like, yeah, right. <laughs> and, and then uh, I kept, asking and asking and uh, she was in general she she was in favor or is in favor of musical instruments like in general like mm-hmm. uh, if you have children and they pick up a hobby which is playing a musical instrument there's nothing bad about that it's only it's only great right really. mm, absolutely absolutely uh, and i think that's what she figured and and also she liked when we i have two siblings so when we had some things that we really wanted to do that nobody else told us that we should do them. So just like intrinsic motiv- motivation. Is intrinsic a word in English? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Intrinsic motivation. So she really like, liked all of that. And then finally she agreed um, to buy me a drum kit. And Amazing. then I had a drum kit. Brilliant. Uh, did you start taking lessons? No. I no. just played. I, it's funny. I wonder if that's sometimes the best way to start. For me, it was totally fine and all right. So I didn't, I didn't miss anything. I just wanted to play, really. And um, mm-hmm. I, 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 it's funny how you just do things when you're 10. So my brother, he's a year younger, and he uh, got a bass at the same time, and we would just play. Um, and he didn't know how to play bass, and I didn't know how to <laughs> play drums. But anyway, so we came up with songs and played and played and played, and then... I think after after a year or so, my mother said, hey, maybe you should take lessons now. I wonder if that, you know, there's something about kids and creativity. And when you're left to your own devices, you would probably have been more creative than if you'd started taking lessons right away. That might be true. Yeah, because we, not, we didn't only play. We also, we had like a, our own room and we created a nice environment for ourselves. We had mm-hmm. some lighting going and all of, you know... <laughs> What you what you do when you're ten? So we painted the walls and we had some oh, letters amazing. that we put on the walls, and so we really had a stage. And we were big fans of Kiss and the yes. Beatles, <laughs> and um, so we all sang. We didn't know how, you know, we didn't know any English, but we wanted to sing English mm-hmm. lyrics, so we just made it made them up. While <laughs> we, you know, all of that, just no fear at all. That's amazing. Yeah, that's actually a really impressive way to start playing. Yeah, because uh, you know, uh, you you teach, so you you have seen people that 
have come in and probably for the, the, the whole length of their playing time have been kind of in a box. You know, you do this, you hold the sticks this way, you play this beat, it takes you to this fill, that takes you to this beat, to this beat. And, yeah. and, and that's what I mean about the creativity. When you don't, it's like when you, when you, I have a daughter and she's learning, she's very young, she's only, she's only just over one year and she's grabbing pencils and crayons and she's just learning to do it. You know, she's not going to get art lessons. No. No. You know, she's just no, going to make pictures and, yeah. and that's probably the best way, one of the best ways Ellie, to start playing music. I think, yeah, maybe it, it, it leads or it helps with a mindset that is really important. That is really, um, everything is allowed. There are no boundaries. You can do anything you want with this instrument and there are no rules. Of course, there are some things that are, that make sense and you can use these things, but... Mm -hmm. Um, I never, I, I, for example, I never thought about how do I have to hold my sticks? Yeah. Never ever in my <laughs> life. So I know, I know people who overthink this and then they, they really just think about how they hold the sticks. And I'm like, yeah, but why do you hold the sticks? Because you want to play drums. Okay. What do you want to do on the instrument? Yeah. Maybe you want to create something that feels good for yourself. And then for the musicians you play with, and after that, that feels good for the audience. That's, that might be a reason why you do this, right? Yeah, it doesn't absolutely. It have to be your reason, but it might be your reason. So don't, think, don't worry about how you hold your sticks so much, yeah. because that's only, that's only like, I don't know, that's, it's just holding the sticks. Yeah. Do something with them. <laughs> just hold them already. Yeah. You know? so, so this kind of, mindset was was probably strengthened by just starting out and just exploring absolutely and the other thing is about it is that right away you were playing music you weren't just playing yes. the drums you weren't playing on your own in your bedroom with the stereo you were playing with another person yes and then uh, this friend that uh, initially was responsible for me starting to play drums um he he was into playing guitars, so we had a band. We were 10 and we had a band. And I remember we were also playing some shuffles, and of course I didn't know what a shuffle is. And, and, and so the guitar player would start like... And I would play... And it would like be like, ah, oh, that feels really strange, but I don't know what it is. What, what, what's the difference between this and that? And I have some early recordings, and it's really funny to, to listen to them because... You know, it, it's not always the song is supposed to be in four four, but we we really didn't care. So some measures were just a little longer or shorter, <laughs> and we, it, it was just about it was it was like a punk attitude. It was really great. Yeah, yeah, man, think, that that sounds amazing. And you have to have some some of this attitude, to, mm, fearless. You have to be fearless. That that's really the best thing you can you can have. No fear. I think it helps that you are ten. Yes. Because there's course. no there's no peer pressure about to be fearless. You know, when you get a little older, it gets a little harder. Yes, definitely, because then you know more of the world. Yeah, right? totally. Yeah. And and there's consequences if I invert those commas. You know that you you yeah. might get it wrong, or you, you you don't want to make a mistake. Yes. You know. But I I still and then we had a band and we kept going for like five years or so, and we even played gigs at some point. Oh, and, wow. Um, and I remember always in the first song, I, I would play a drum solo. <laughs> uh, that was just, you know, that was just how we started the show. Amazing. And, <laughs> you know, we didn't think about it. We just, yeah, I, I'm going to play a drum solo because I'm the fucking greatest drummer in the world. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> that should be in your rider now for every gig that you do. Uh, like, I, I'll do the gig. But the first song, there has to be a drum solo because that's how, about, you know, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Can you imagine walking up to a gig and like you go to see your favorite band and, and tune one, there's just an extended drum solo. You're just like, what's going on? That's amazing. Yeah, that's probably nothing you would do, right? But uh, when but you're young, the absolutely. audience is, is, is fine with you doing that because they see... They see the pleasure and they also feel the energy, I guess. Oh, amazing, amazing. So you, yeah. you then went on to have a teacher, right? Right. So how important was that relationship? Because I've got a thing about like the first teachers are really important, a uh, teacher when you're learning an instrument because they set up 
practice attitudes and they set up or they, they try and not instill bad habits and hopefully give you a passion to keep going, you know, especially when you're young. Yes. So my first teacher uh, was a bit of uh, disappointment, really. Oh, wow. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, he. I really looked up to him, uh, like, big time. I, he was my hero. Right. Even though he was probably, like, a classic, you know, not earning any money, barely mm. getting by kind of drummer type. But um, I was, so I was 12 or 11 or 12, and... Um, he was my hero, and then and I caught him lying multiple times. Oh no! And I didn't want to. I didn't want to believe that he was just lying to me. He was like, uh, I, I remember. I you know I remember so clearly. He was like holding a magazine, a drum magazine. He was like, Yeah, I was just at this shop, and then I I took the magazine, and I you know, and then there's me. Look, it's me on the photo, and I'm like, Yeah, yeah. And then I take the magazine and on, you know, on the, on the first, on the front page of the magazine, there's this sticker, which, um, people who are subscribers have, you know, the uh, subscription yeah, yeah. sticker. So I, I immediately realized, well, the story is, it can't have happened that way because this magazine is not from the store, like you said. Yeah. Uh, so, and then he, he turned out to be a bigger disappointment later because he was selling me stuff which was like twice the price of uh, uh. And, and, and so on so but it wasn't you know yeah it, I, the next teacher was really great yeah. so i had a really great relationship to my second teacher and the first teacher was just a i don't know maybe one year and i learned i learned some things from him that i still use with mm -hmm. funny you know mm -hmm. but and it's not a you know i'm not it didn't hurt me but sure. it was just disappointment. Yeah, you know. but you're you're young enough where it matters. Yeah, but you know, still, I I feel like the second teacher was so good. So good, that was that was all right. Yeah, and it didn't take away from my passion for the instrument. Oh, good, because it it so easily can, you know. Yeah. It, is this what a musician is? Someone who lies to young kids? You know, that's yeah, yeah. But I'm glad it. I'm, we're all better off because it didn't take away your passion. You know, because you're still doing no, it. No, no. So. <laughs> Yeah, I remember him calling me when when I was already a professional, professionally playing. Right. So that was a really strange conversation. <laughs> uh, was really he trying strange. to get gigs? Yeah, he was. <laughs> no, he was kind of. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he was this, and and was kind of offering me this really, really very weird gig. Uh, oh. is, it was a very, very funny conversation. But he he is he's some character. I don't know. <sighs> Yeah, he'll be fine know, yeah, yeah. Th they're always fine they're always fine yeah, so you've already mentioned um, Kiss and the Beatles yeah um, who else was it for you for for uh, for us when we were younger ACDC ah great later on I, I I turned more to the I guess pop pop side of things so I really liked level 42 oh okay and then I got into jazz because my teacher, which I still had then, he, he showed me um, Steve Gadd and Dave Weckl. Mm. Yeah. And so at first, I really liked... So with Steve Gadd, I really liked the music, I must say. Like the, 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 the albums he played on were music I liked. Mm -hmm. uh, with Dave Weckl, I was totally blown away by his ability to play drums. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. more complicated music like Chick Corea. And yeah. so in the beginning, I was only listening to the drums. Later on, I realized that the music is really good too. But yeah. in the beginning, it was more yeah. only drums. Yeah, really. I think when everybody hears Weckl for the first time, that's kind of all they hear. Yeah. It's, it's pretty hard, hard to know. I can't remember the first song I heard, but I remember having a, a video. It was DCI music videos, and it was yes. um, a video with Weckl, Steve Smith, Peter Erskine and Kenny Aronoff were all on this video. It was like little excerpts from their videos all on, like a greatest hits. And just be like, who is this guy? Like yeah. with the, 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 the Yamaha kit went round about him, the cherry red 9000 with the floor tom on the left and the mullet and just like, whoa, what, what's going on with this guy, man? He's just like, you know, because there was no music in that video. It was all yeah. excerpts of him playing exercises and stuff. And it was just like... Yeah. I've no idea what's going on, but it's incredible, you know. And, and it still is. Yeah, it still is. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, 
he did uh, Dave Walker did uh, or maybe he still does them like uh, drum hangs he calls them I think on YouTube live mm -hmm. on YouTube he plays a little bit he answers some questions he also advertises for his online school so it's a little bit of everything which is fine and then he just plays and it's always wackle it's always yeah. it sounds so good it, it's yeah. still we had him fluid. we had him in clinic five or so years ago and he brought two kits with him so he brought his, his normal six-piece setup that was close mic'd and he's full rig and then he had a bop kit with one yeah. mic above it and it's just he played both of them he's like oh man that guy can do anything you know yeah he, may, he could make the grass sound good he could play on the grass and it would sound yeah. good you know yeah probably yeah it was it was pretty amazing to watch because i had never seen him up close until then yeah um here in hamburg where i live there was this uh, jazz music club it was mm -hmm. not it, it's a little bigger than a club it was uh, it held, holds like a thousand people and um when i first got here to hamburg there were many bands playing in that club all the time because there were enough there was enough audience for this kind of music and i saw weckle play live a lot with bands mm -hmm. and yeah. it was yeah and also dennis chambers i saw wow. him a lot and this was very important for me. Yeah, I bet it was. I, I, yeah, like seeing these people in a musical context, not not in a clinic. I mean, yeah. a clinic is great too, but this is a different thing. I, I always yeah. wanted to play music. Mm -hmm. And so that was, yeah, a great learning experience. Yeah, to see I, him. I don't know how many times I saw him, a lot of times. <laughs> just to uh, see him play with a bassist, a keyboard yeah. player, you know, just like how he interacts on that and how he plays behind a bass solo or... How he plays behind a sax player. You played with Brandon Fields, right? Yeah, on a record, yeah. Yeah, because Brandon played for Weckle for years, didn't he? Yeah. I believe, yeah, I you know, so. so that's pretty cool little, yeah, little thing there. Overlap. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe one thing I, um, I wanted to add, it's very important. No, it's not. Um, so, <laughs> you know, sadly, Chikoria died, Yeah, right? absolutely, and then, yeah. And then yeah. the electric band, they they had like a zoom i think it was a zoom thing for like an hour where they just reminisced about the time with chick and i just and then when they they spoke about it they said like they were playing all the time i mean like 150 to 200 shows per year with that band yeah so and when i heard this i was like yeah no wonder when you see a band that plays 200 gigs a year when you see them play that they sound how they sound yeah it's just perfect you know especially at that level yeah of ability you know so th yeah. the, the ability is only going to get better the more you do it you know it's, so you know it's, it's one thing to play in a rock band and play 200 gigs you'll get better at playing those songs but when you're playing music that's that challenging you'll get better at everything yeah you know um so yeah you're right no wonder he's so good yeah <laughs> you know immense. Yeah, no wonder yeah um so I, you know, when whenever we do anything like this, I do a bit of research and stuff. And I've been watching a lot of your playing recently, and you have mm. a pretty amazing dynamic range. You can go from like nothing to really high, like like that. Is that something you spent a lot of time on, or is that something you just kind of do naturally? No, I didn't really practice that. The only thing I I um, practice is. Uh, like a little bit of my practice time will always be about dynamics. Mm -hmm. So, so the only thing I would use as a tool in this part of my practice routine would be okay. Now I want to play dynamically. Right. So big difference between big differences between soft and loud. So just use dynamics as a tool. So instead instead of using subdivisions as a, as a tool or licks as a tool mm -hmm. or anything you could use as a tool, uh, I would just be like yeah now dynamics mm -hmm. it's something so important yeah you know it's yeah. like it gets lo overlooked though you know because the drums are loud yeah it's a, i think it's it's probably the strongest tool you have in music yeah i would agree with that i would agree with that absolutely yeah. and the drummer has he, he he can control it more than anybody else on the stage yeah yeah, yeah. The, he, the drummer controls the overall dynamics in the band mm -hmm. right hopefully it's like the, yeah, the if guitarist can, listens. Yeah, the guitarist can drop out and be quiet, and it doesn't really affect the balance too much. But if the drummer all of a sudden goes to like triple piano, and the rest yeah. of the band are still playing triple forty, well, that's going to sound really weird. Yes, yes, you know, you know, like all of a sudden you're playing a side stick 
when you yeah. were when you were playing a blast beat a minute ago. You know, like there's just that power. The drummer has that power, so it, it gets so overlooked. Yeah, and 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 even if you if you have if you're working on let's say some fills that you want to, you know, play better, and yet you're already able to play them, then then I think there's two things you have to consider. One is dynamics, and the other one is orchestration. Mm. And they are, they are, of course, they go together because some things that you orchestrate will have a result in how loud you play. Let's say you play an accent on the snare, that's going to be a lot louder than an accent on the hi-hat, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. orchestration involves dynamics. <laughs> But um, sometimes I would just, if I'm really able to play something well, then I will explore the possibilities of dynamics and orchestration mm -hmm. with that thing and then you can make the same thing sound so different so you don't have to add another sticking to your box of tricks you just <laughs> you just alter that same sticking by playing dynamically or orchestration yeah orchestration so that leads me on to my next question do you have a conceptual way of playing or practicing yeah practicing definitely yes mm -hmm. um When I play, I try not to think. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Which is not always happening. <laughs> It's hard. Yeah, it can be hard. And 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 when I when I catch myself thinking too much, I try to sort of look the other way or think about something else or focus on something else that might be in my playing or in somebody else's playing mm -hmm. or in the audience. Somebody in the audience who has a good vibe. Yeah. Right. Not yeah. I, I will never focus on the people who have a bad vibe, <laughs> you know, because sometimes people in the audience do have a, let's say, strange vibe. Uh, maybe they don't intend to have a strange vibe, but they do, and or they feel strange to me, maybe. And then we'll, I will focus to somebody who gives me some positive energy. Yeah. So my practicing is, big parts of my practicing are analytic, and I know exactly what I want to work on, and I, I know what I do, and... But when I play, I try not to think of anything, really. Mm, mm. Doesn't so work. <laughs> Never you works, know, man. Start the, thinking no, about lunch. Best, <laughs> yeah. No, the best, the best, the, the re really best moments are when that happens. When you're mm, just in mm. the zone and everything just falls into place. If you're anything yeah. like me, you get one a year. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe. Like, one a year where you're just not thinking about anything else. Yeah, not think, thinking about the drive home or what the next yeah, the song is. I don't know, everybody, I think all musicians are a little bit like drug addicts who, who, are, who are waiting for that kick again. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, I get that, absolutely. Um, how do you keep challenging yourself as a player? Oh, I feel like, I don't know, I, there's always something that I want to learn and that I want to improve on and I want to add to my, I don't know, to my playing abilities, even if I don't need it, like, let's say playing brushes I, i hardly ever play brushes but i'd still want to practice mm. yeah the brushes and sometimes i will also play music that is challenging oh. you know then 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 the i hear the music and i'm like hmm, maybe that's not so much maybe it's not too much my kind of music but i can see the challenge mm. and so i i would probably accept the gig because of that challenge right. because maybe maybe there's a lot of Lots of Latin grooves in the music, and I haven't played Latin grooves in a while. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I try so to that, zone in on that. Yeah, so that's a challenge. And then I don't avoid any challenges. Oh, cool, okay, yeah. So just whatever comes up, give it a shot. Right, yeah. So, for example, you said, you mentioned the album I made, and then um, as soon as, uh, as it was out, I, I, I received like two calls if I wanted to play gigs with a band. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't ready for that at all. I'm still not because I don't. I now I have a band, but we haven't rehearsed. So I just. But I said yes anyway. So yeah. that's a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Which brings me conveniently onto my next question, which is <laughs> tell me tell me about your new record. How did it all come about? In the beginning of my uh, career, I was really thinking of myself of being a professional sideman. So that okay. was that was my thing. I wanted to record and play with bands, with projects. And I did have my own band, but what uh, honestly, it wasn't so important to me. I was more into playing music with really professional music musicians, 
playing various styles and all of that. So I did that for quite some time and then um, it started... Uh, I was like, uh, no, the music is more important to me than, than, than being called. So I want to play music that I really like and I can't just be a session musician anymore. And then I started thinking about creating my own stuff. Also because I... I you know, there's a few German drummers who are quite well known in the world because just because of their drumming and what they do, not not because they play with any artists anybody knows, right? So that was an inspiration because I talked to like Benny and Annika and Marco Miniman also, and that was inspiring. I, I was like, yeah, that sounds that sounds interesting. So I I wanted to go in that direction. And then I wanted to do something on my own, of my own, and uh, I was thinking, okay, drum book or music. And I don't know. I was like, okay, drum book, drum book first. <laughs> and then I wrote the groove book, and uh, and after the book, I had enough experience to write another book and another book. And then I, you know, I just started two and a half years with the album. I I was afraid of it because I didn't. I knew I had so many things that I had to do which i didn't know how to yeah it's, it's a big project if, if oh. anyone listening or watching has has never undertaken yeah. any kind of solo recording it's it's a, it's a lot of pressure um how do you there's like there's some really beautiful telepathic moments on it i think that is mm-hmm. it the track the space yeah the whoever is playing keyboards is like tip top there's some really beautiful like Oh, some question and answer things going on in the keyboard part and stuff. How did you pick the players? Because I, I have a thing about like I, I really think when you're when you're putting your own music out, you need to find people you can trust. Of course, yeah, yes. So um, I started the project before all the before COVID hit, but then when I I was done with the writing, I and I it was a time to record the musicians. Then um, we had we had the COVID situation, so I had to I couldn't really do any sessions like uh, studio sessions, so it had all to, had to be remote. Mm-hmm. I I sent the tracks to people I wanted to play on the album, and they sent me the tracks back with <laughs> their interpretation of yeah. the music. And the keyboard keyboardist you you were just mentioning, he's he's a young keyboard player. He's only twenty two. Wow. Yeah, he's German. His name is Simon Oslender, and he's he's now playing in with the with really famous jazz musicians internationally mm-hmm. because he's so good. Yeah, and, he's very good. And I sent him that track, and he sent me his keyboards back, and he was apologizing. He was like, "Yeah, I, you know, I recorded this and that, and also this keyboard, and then I added this, and it's a lot <laughs> of stuff. Maybe you don't, maybe you can't use it all." And I listened to it, and I was like, "Oh wow, it was not." what you hear now because I really had to take things out mm-hmm. but everything you hear now is what he played in that specific spot I just uh-huh. muted some parts because I felt like this part is more important so I don't need the other part and stuff yeah 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 and it, this worked really well with most of the musicians I, I worked with because it was it were all musicians I had played with okay. I knew from gigs and studio sessions and I trusted already Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. did you have um like a specific idea of what you wanted from those players when you sent them the tracks did you, did you direct it quite specifically no not I, I what i like when i get when i get asked to play on a project like this i like some guidelines mm-hmm. and some like like a direction but then i also like the feeling of okay i need to get there but how i get there is it's just my decision yeah yeah and I really like that feeling when you create something. So that's what I did. So I, I, I told Simon, the keyboard player, I told him which instruments I wanted him to use, for example. So, so right? So because yeah. when you play keyboards, there are so many choices. And I told yeah. him what I like, like which sounds I, I yeah. hear and stuff. Yeah. And so that, that were some guidelines. And I also said, of course, I told him where to solo and where not to solo and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But... Yeah, I guess that gets the best out of the player. Yes. You know, because you're not a keyboard player, so chances no. are he's going to come up with something or, or he'll, he'll find a voicing for a chord that will work more than what you can think of. Certainly that's how yeah. it works for me. You know, like, yeah. here, go and do what you do. Yes, and that's I think that's smart. Uh, other musicians do it just the same way. I mean, I mean Robbie Williams, 
he he needs a band so he gets mm. a great drummer and he wants somebody to co-write songs with so he gets great co-writers and mm -hmm. stuff and all he gets just good musicians who who are good in their field and then add to the whole thing and that's just my way of working yeah. with other people yeah. yeah yeah how do you compose do you compose at the piano or the guitar or yeah at the piano so okay. my first really the first instrument was piano right okay so you do yeah. you have a good grounding in piano then yeah so i i what i learned uh, when i was a child was just classical music oh, okay cool. and later on i was interested in in ha harmony and mm -hmm. i just took lessons amazing great yeah there's not a lot of drummers know much about harmony and and it's uh, i mean the theory behind it is is not complicated not really no no it's just no. you just i think because we're not used to dealing with pitch in the same way yeah you know every other instrumentalist deals with pitch all the time but we deal with a different kind of pitch a yeah. different kind of resonance and stuff so uh but you're right when you when the minute you put a chord together it's not that difficult to understand what's going on when it get it can get difficult it can get really dense and and sophisticated you know like giant steps or something you know is is like oh it's it's tough you know but yeah but still i think the theory is not complicated it's just it's just making it work it's, yeah. it's complicated and takes a lot of practicing but the theory is really it's math really mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. half tones yeah. semito yep. semitones and yeah so i found that quite easy to understand that doesn't mean that i can't play everything in all <laughs> keys right because it's, yeah. you still have to practice it but but um theoretically it's quite i think it's not so complicated no no from like a drum perspective how do you decide what tracks you're going to solo on and how do you come up with whatever groove you're going to use yeah that was interesting i i was so when i was uh, writing the songs the first most of the time most of the time i just had a like a very simple time keeping groove mm -hmm. maybe not even something i played maybe just a loop or a little more than a click track if you mm -hmm. want you know Medi or something uh, yeah just uh, yeah. Uh, 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 that's it <laughs> nothing more and then i would write something and when i felt like okay now i i'm happy with how the song goes and also uh, i like all the parts and how the uh, transitions are then i would go to my studio and 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 jam and find parts mm -hmm. that i found is interesting enough but still supportive of the song mm. mm -hmm. yeah so it's then i would record these parts and after that the other musicians played yeah and then just kind of did you pick okay i'm going to solo on three tunes or two tunes or just or does it do you just let the song tell you yeah it was really like that so yeah. i didn't really have any drum solo on the on the song on the on the record but i i was like okay you need to play a drum solo because it's your first solo cd yeah. so you should probably <laughs> play a drum solo and and then a part where i found it very fitting presented presented it to myself it pre yeah. presented oh, i don't know what's the how, presented how itself it? to you presented <laughs> itself to me right <laughs> yes that's i was thinking that but I didn't, it didn't come out <laughs> yeah and then uh, yeah and then it felt natural but i I don't know. It's 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 interesting because normally I just I was more into more worried or more uh, thinking about the music and the arrangement mm. and not so much the drum part. Yeah, I mean you I don't think you've got anything to prove. You've been in the 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 world stage playing drums for a long time, so it's not like you need to announce it, you know. So but yeah. I also understand that it's like it's almost like a business card having a, an album now. It's like, here's yeah. who I am, you know, so if you want to check it out, here's what I can do kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it depends who's listening also. Yeah, so, for sure, for sure, absolutely. Did you use yeah. all the songs that are you, that you recorded or was there any music left over that you didn't use? Yeah, there were two songs that I didn't use. Oh, uh, cool, so that means there's going to be album two. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, yeah. definitely. It was a great experience, and now I'm I'm uh, the the album has been released uh, three months ago, two months ago, and now it's it's far away. Qu it's quite far <laughs> away, so I keep forgetting, or I I'm in the process of forgetting everything that was hard to do. <laughs> I mean, all the work I had to do. So yep. now I'm probably up for it, and but I won't use the two songs oh, okay. because I didn't like them. Right? Uh, fair enough. Okay. 
Yeah. Fair enough. So I need so, to write new stuff. Yeah, so it's back to staying up till three o'clock in the morning to finish it so that you can send it to the bass player for him to record his part the next day. Yeah, yeah I did some of that, but most yeah. of the time, I, I really like to work in the during daytime. Yeah, really. yeah for sure, for sure. Yeah. Oh, man, it's, you know, it is a great record, so you should be really proud of it because it, it, it's, it's, there's a lot of really great moments on it. It's got a lot of funk on it. All the horn stabs yeah. and stuff, it's like, uh, it's it's really great, like, kind of 70s funk going on, you know. Yeah, Germans are known for funk and, and yeah. humor, so yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So you didn't think that was funny? Why not? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, brilliant. Um, so we're going to switch gears a little bit, um, and we're going to get drum nerdy, because we're a drum shop. So um, you also do sessions. Yeah. So how do you pick gear for a session? How do you decide what you're going to take? Okay, do, uh, normally I talk to the producer mm -hmm. and f the first thing I would ask, okay, did you, uh, are you looking for a, a muffled drum sound or more open drum sound? That is like the first two things I, I check. And normally I don't, when I get demos, demos, is it demos or demos? Demos, Demo. right? Yeah. Demo. When yeah. I get demos, um, you know, there are drum sounds on the demos. I ask, is this the direction you want to go in, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And sometimes it's the case, sometimes it's not. And then um, there's only like the, the first decision is vintage, like Ludwig sound or yeah. open, more open, modern sounding. And once this decision is made, I either pick an old Ludwig that I have, mm -hmm. but, but it can only do one thing really. Or I take one of my Sonos, which can do anything yeah and and then i just i will bring normally if i record let's say five songs i will bring five different snares oh, okay wow great okay i don't need all the all five snares but it's a good feeling for them for the producer that i have the options different, yeah it's Plenty just like options, yeah, yeah. The, and it's also showing that i take it seriously yeah absolutely yeah for sure for sure, right. you know, uh, yeah, absolutely. I'd agree with completely. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes I will just show them the instruments. I would say, okay, this is a very old snare. Everybody likes that. Mm -hmm. It's old. <laughs> yeah, and then um, I, and then the other thing I will bring a few of as hi hat symbols and right symbols. Oh, okay, right, yeah. Is that relative Fresh. to the set? Sorry, is that relative to the session? So, if it's a rock thing, you're going to bring brighter symbols. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You're not yeah. trying to put your stamp on it. This must be this right symbol. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. It's if I'm called for a session, I'm, I'm, I'm a service man. Really. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm offering my service, and yeah. I want everybody to be happy. Yeah, that seems yeah. to be the, the the sort of most sensible way to do it. I would have thought. Yeah, it's it's you know they they ask me to do something which they pay for, <laughs> and so yeah, probably I should do it the way they want it. Yeah. Is the it's like the process for deciding on a groove collaborative, or do you just play the chart, or do you get to do your own thing, or is it a, you know how does that work? It's it depends. Um, Again, I really like it most if somebody says, I want this direction and now how you get there, it's, mm. that's up to you. But some people are really specific about grooves. Some people are really specific about fills also. Oh, really? Yeah, like it needs to be... It can't be... Right? right. Wow. So that's something I find a little uh, annoying, really. Yeah. I must say, because... Yeah. Because to me, it has the same function. It's, mm -hmm. it's just the same length of a fill. It has the same energy. It's a it's a, like a transition from one part to the other. And it doesn't matter if it's or it's all yeah. the same to me. Yeah. But if somebody wants it to be that exact fill, it makes it harder for me because I have to think more. Right? Yeah. It's not play a fill. It's mm -hmm. play this fill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but then uh, okay, I can yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> do you get guys that ha that want it to be? They'll send you a demo, and then yeah. you spend a whole day trying stuff to come back to how it was on the demo. That's okay. Yeah, I yes, it's okay. You you can try. I mean, I think everything you do when you when you try to invent something is about failure, right? So you you try things yeah. and you fail. You try a different thing and you fail, and none of these failures are are really bad because 
even if you get back to step one in the in the end you tried all the other options and they all didn't work so yeah. it was worth a try i guess yeah yeah that's a nice way to look at it you know a lot of people are like why don't you just use the demo you know but you know that's that's an interesting it's an interesting and positive take on it let's try some stuff and if it doesn't work out cool we'll, we'll just play that yeah you know no, so i'm totally up for it yeah it feels like it makes it a journey yeah like we're all trying to get to the same place but let's tr let's stop off and have a sandwich here and you know like a drink here. you know what i mean like but we're all still we're all still trying to get to that same place yeah and i think i really like it if it's a, a creative environment i i really like the thought that any idea is a good idea mm -hmm. or at least any idea is worth trying yeah yeah absolutely yeah. and i i have a very good imagination so if somebody says let's try this or that i can imagine how it sounds oh cool but still i'm surprised sometimes <laughs> because i feel like this i I'm, I'm thinking to myself oh this idea won't work but i don't say anything because <laughs> i want to you know i know really i want i i want everybody to to tell everybody about their ideas and if you start judging ideas before you tried them then people will get shy. Yeah, okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. And they won't say anything because they might be insecure, but sometimes people that are insecure have great ideas. So I want them to be, to say what they have on their minds. So I won't say anything. And sometimes the ideas that I imagine sound not so good, sound really good. Oh, so cool. I think it's, it's a good, it's a good thing to just try. Yeah, it's a really, ideas. Yeah, it's a really unique attitude. Yeah, it's, that's cool. I like it. And it's also very positive. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think we need yeah. a lot of that just now, you know, especially making music. Music should be positive. Yeah. No, 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 I don't agree. I think music <laughs> can really... No, I'm, I'm serious. I think music can be really aggressive. Yeah. Or music can be really dark. And so... Uh, but it should be emotional. Okay, I'll take that. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. think that's maybe what I'm trying to say, but you said it better than I did. Yeah, because I'm the native speaker and you're not. <laughs> that's... <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm just, no, I think music can be very good to channel emotions, and they're not all positive. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have, like we do, a very good relationship with Sonar. We yeah. love Sonar here. We 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 sell lots of it. Uh, I play Sonar. My colleague Adam plays Sonar. Um, so we big love to the drums. Um, how long have you been with them now? Uh, for 15 years now. Wow. Um, how did you get to, to be with those guys? I mean, it makes sense in Germany to play Sonar, right? Yeah, you would think so. But um, so it's not easy for anybody to get a, a really good or like working relationship with Sonar because they are um, quite a small company mm -hmm. it's, or it's not the, it's not as big as pearl mm. and so they they will just say no if they feel like they, they can't they don't have enough manpower to have another endorsee mm -hmm. and i really wanted to play sonar because um like 15 years ago i was playing lots of studio sessions in in france and i never i never brought my drum kit because it was too far away so i always had rental drum kits and on the very first session that I played there, I was like, okay, I might, I'm, I looked at the list from the backline service and it was like, well, like 20 different drum kits that he had. And mm -hmm. I picked a Yamaha recording custom, which normally sounds really great. And it's, a, it's like a sure shot, but <laughs> it's this one, this specific drum kit didn't sound good, especially oh, wow. the bass drum. It wow. didn't, there was no way to make it sound good. We tried for three hours and it was a big studio in Paris. It was my first session in Paris and they originally wanted to hire Michael Bland who used to play with Prince back yep. then. Yep. So it was some pressure for me as like a, like a pale white German guy, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so and the bass drum sound really sounded like that crap. And, um, and then the producer said, okay, we can't continue checking the bass drum sound we already checked the bass drum sound for like three hours now literally really three hours we need to um ask for a different drum kit and i was very i was relieved because he said yeah. my experience with sonar drums is really great so i would like to order a sonar drum kit 
do you have any objections? And I'm like, no, no, it's your call, man. If this yeah. one sounds bad, it's not my responsibility, so I'm, yeah. I'm fine. And it sounded amazing, amazing. It yeah. was a sonar highlight. Oh, okay, drum yeah. kit. It sounded so good. Everybody was so happy. Everybody started laughing. And, <laughs> and since really since then, I wanted to play sonar. Like I wanted to have an official working relationship with yeah. sonar. They are it was, it wasn't easy. incredibly well-built drums. Um, yes. And you have one of your own now. So what was that process like? That would have been amazing, surely. That was... Do you mean the the, the signature style? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The thing is, I'm I, I'm really all about using musical instruments. I'm I'm not I'm not a gear nerd at all. Um, so when I, I I would be like I couldn't work at your shop because if somebody asked me, hey, what <laughs> what is the SQ SQ one made of? I would be like, um, yeah, from wood, wood from trees. <laughs> I think. No, I think it's Birch. Is it Birch? Yes. SQ1? Yes, okay. correct. So, so I'm not really interested in, in, the, in these things too much. I'm all, I, to, me, to me, it's just about sound. Yeah. I want to create a sound. And, and then I, I knew I wanted to have thick shells. And why did I know that? Because the highlight has quite thick shells. And also I tried various snares before. I had my own... Um, with thinner shells and I never really liked the sound of the thinner shells so I knew that thick shells and we tried so so that we didn't have to try too much because I knew I didn't have to try the thin shells so we only tried different thicknesses like from the thicker range of uh, shell thicknesses what a sentence <laughs> and uh, and then I, I knew it should be 14 inch Diam yeah. diameter and I wanted six or seven inches deep because I, I prefer that and then we tried so we had this range it wasn't you know so it was quite narrowed down before we started mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then yeah. we what took the longest was the finish because Sona had never done something like this before it was yeah, just my idea and stuff and then it took quite long yeah it's a tough finish to do I think um, we've, we've yeah. had some we had a customer do an SQ2 with a similar idea And Sonar did it, and then they were like, "Don't ask us to do that again." That was really, okay. that was really difficult, really challenging. But it looks amazing, you know, yeah. it looks amazing. And it's that um, it's made from beach, right? Which is that classic Sonar sound, yeah. You know that that they do beach better than than anyone else, you know. Yeah, um, absolutely amazing. Um, I was looking on your site, um, and it, I've noticed things like your clinic setup and your Yan delay setup are slightly different. Is that yeah. a conscious choice, or is that just because if you're travel, if you need to get higher kit, then yeah. like a certain bass drum size is going to be more readily available? That's probably one one uh, thought, but then it's more like, um, of course, nobody in Glasgow or in the U or in the UK knows, uh, knows the band that I play in mm. because it's you know it's huge in Germany, but only in countries where they speak German, really, like mm -hmm. Austria and Switzerland and a little bit of Belgium. So, but when I play clinics, I, I, or what I was going to say is that the stages that I that we play on are quite big, and the venues are huge, and so I use the drums are really the same sizes; it's just different cymbals, it's, and I use smaller cymbals when I play clinics because they oh, okay. will be heard. Yeah. <laughs> but when I play with, it's really the case. It's really that. It's so, so simple. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, we yeah. actually have your old touring kit. I'm about to bring a drum over and show you because we it landed with us uh, two weeks ago, I think. So uh, Adam is going to pass me. No way. Yeah, the Shure Touring Kit. So we have it here. No way, and it, it's quite. It's in great condition, right? Yeah, yeah, is yeah, it? yeah. Uh, there's some marks on the bass drum, but there's yeah, a, it's, a, it's a touring kit. So that you know, yeah. there's, there's going to be marks on the bass drum. But there you go. Your touring wow. kit is here. I, I really have like some emotions right now because I it, I was like, uh, I gave it away. Oh, why didn't you it, keep it? Because I was like, I don't, I don't need it. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. So it, I'm like, I don't need you um, anymore. <laughs> Sorry, you need to go. <laughs> no. well, we've already sold the snare drum, the 14. Oh yeah. It, it sold on its own. Um, but this is beautiful, um, and for, I'm just going to nerd out for the for the, the 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 people watching. It is a vintage birch shell. 
Yeah. Uh, and it's in the smoked larch veneer. It's an SQ2. It sounds absolutely amazing. Sounds great. It does. So, yeah. I love that you put diplomats on the bottom. Uh, yeah, that's 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 um, a secret. my secret weapon Yeah, not, Tom's. Yeah, not many people do that at all. I think you were the first person I'd seen in a long time to put diplomat and coated diplomats on the bottom too. Yeah, uh, it's so... Yeah, you, you can just control the the sustain so much more it's, it's so much more it's so much more easy it's so much easier that's that's <laughs> right word. i'm like uh, it's so much more easy you're the native speaker wrong. though yeah i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah we get it's so much easier <laughs> no to control the sustain right yeah yeah for sure that's for sure. why yeah that's and why. you you tape the bottom head right a little bit, a little tape bit. on the, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I have a really with uh, when I play with this band I have a really really great drum tech. Oh right. And, yeah. And he tunes he he just watched me tune it for the first time and then he made some adjustment and he asked me how do you like this how do you like that and I was like it sounds amazing and so I don't have to touch it. Amazing. He tunes it. So if he might have put something on the bottom head. Oh, just depended on the room and, and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. 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 But no, it's, it's a very beautiful drum kit. So thank you for giving it away because it came to us. Uh, and no yeah. doubt some, uh, some proud sonar owner will buy it soon. Um, it's, a, I, it's an amazing drum kit, really. I, I had it for like five years. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. I didn't know. Yeah. Because it's on your website. There's a picture of it on your website. Yeah. There's like an, yeah, a, a shot from up the top and yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't realize you'd had it for so long. Yeah. I think I started using it in, in maybe even longer, six years. Wow. Yeah. But it's it's barely, I mean, there are some marks on the bass one, but that's it. Yeah, it's really yeah. in great condition. It's like, I felt, I still felt like it's new. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love the bass drum size as well. 22 by 15. It's like yeah. sizes are cool, you know? Yeah. I always, yeah. I, I think you don't need very deep bass drums. Yeah. No. No. No, they so, and they're so well made. They sound so good. Yeah. You know, it's, and the minute you put a microphone inside it, it really doesn't matter. You're just moving no. less air. Yeah, and I, I think it's more controlled. It's, it's easier for me to to play based on patterns that are, that have more notes than just yeah. boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It has. It's so much easier. Yeah, it's like the, I play the vintage series and um, yeah. have having a fourteen deep bass drums like that. You know, I, I play a twenty, twelve, fourteen, and it's just, it's just there, and and you don't need to worry about it. You know. Yeah, and I like I like uh, Bill Withers a lot, and the sound, um, the drum sound, and that's that's all. I think that that must be quite short bass drums. Yeah, probably back in they'd have been by fourteen, I think, back then. Um, because yeah, at a certain point, I don't think. The music was loud enough for a for an eighteen deep bass drum. Yeah, and I think we we can't forget that also the drum industry is is driven by fashion. Of course it is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I don't know. Some drum some manufacturers said now the the new the new thing is like having a twenty two by eighteen mm. inch bass drums, mm. and then everybody thought, oh, this is so cool. But it it was more like fashion. It's like, you know what your shirt looks like <laughs> i feel no, like like sonar do their own thing though yeah that's They're, true they are kind yeah. of like one of these companies that just kind of like here's what we do and if you want to pick some drums up then great if you don't yeah. then don't worry about it it's okay you know yeah you know yeah. they just kind of quietly go about making really great drums yeah i mean the the they are really it's true i have never had a single bad drum from no. sonar never no um, and you'll you'll know the the, the wonderful thomas bart Yes. Yeah, I'd love Thomas. We we because when the last UK drum show that we did as a shop, we did with Sonar. So Edwin and and Thomas were there with us for the whole weekend. So yes, of course. That's yeah. It was a, it's a it was a you know funny funny story because I before I started working with Sonar officially, somebody else had Thomas's job. Okay. And he was he was hard to deal with. Oh it really? Was really? Yeah, very difficult to deal with him. And but. At some point, I, we had a quite like an agreement that was okay for me. It wasn't perfect, but it was okay, and I, I wanted to do this. And then I had to call this other distributor who was distributing a different brand that I had had working relationships with. And uh, so I called them and said, I'm sorry, I have to leave you guys because I want to be with Sona. And 
What's happening? Sorry. Somebody's happening. Yeah, sorry. You want your phone's <laughs> going again. You, yeah. So you wanted to be with Sonar. And and the guy I needed to call who worked for this different distributor was Thomas Bard. Oh, right. Wow. And he worked for this other company, right? And I, he was like, okay, yeah, it's cool that you call. Okay, okay. He wasn't, he wasn't, I don't know. He, he acted stra strangely and he did so because he knew that he would be working for Sonar in three months time. But he couldn't <laughs> tell me because he needed to keep it a secret. So three months later, I I still work with the same guy. Now we both work for the for the brand we want to work for. Well, that was perfect. Oh, amazing! He's a lovely guy, a yes. really lovely guy. We should maybe try and yeah. get him on here. Actually, it'd be cool to talk to him. Yes, I haven't seen Definitely. him for a while. So, so you're also a teacher. You yes. also, you teach at uh, the University of Pop in Mannheim. Yeah. So I've got some questions about that. Um, yeah. when you meet a new student for the first time how do you approach teaching them? Uh, so these these drummers who, who study at this university are, are really good when right. they get there like some of them are just f better than I am in, in certain you know certain uh, what do you say areas uh -huh. um, because they are really good um, so I at first, I, I just I, I, most of the time I would ask them, "What did you do in, the, in your past? How did you learn drums? Mm -hmm. And what did you work on recently? And is there something that you still um, want to work on more? Is this uh, so? I try to find a connection to what they already did. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they they will just say no, and just throw something at me. Right. Wow. And then if that's the case, I will still keep asking if it, they are more interested in grooves or or fills mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. which how do we want to start and and then um they say something fills or grooves and then <laughs> and then i will find something and most of the time if um let's say we we want to talk about fills um there's like always there's uh, two components one is the rhythmic side of or what you're playing and the other is what you actually play mm. and so i have a concept in mind that i would like to teach after i have asked them which subdivision would you like to work on and mm -hmm. stuff so i try to make it really their topic and um let's say they said okay i want to work on fills and 16th note triplets and then i have a i have a rhythmic concept that i can use and I will apply this rhythmic concept on something they already are able to play. Right. So it makes it really easy for them to apply that concept. And also it's like uh, this moment where they have to do something that they actually already can play. But then I ask them to change one thing and then they'll be like, <laughs> now I can't play it anymore. And that's a very good revelation for them. Yeah. It's a kind of indicator of where they actually are. Yeah, and it's also something that they thought they are able to do, but they are not really because they haven't been working on it thoroughly enough. Yeah, yeah. So they've only worked on the, the sort of surface of it. They haven't got underneath yeah. the surface yet. Yeah. Um, do you have any sort of key things that you look for? And like, if you were to if you were to want a drummer to go out and say, "Yost was my teacher," would they would there be certain things that they should be able to do? No. Like they have to have great time. They have to be you know, they, they, like a, a variety of grooves under their belt, that kind of thing? Well, I don't teach them for so long. It's, oh, okay, it's like, right. It's like one year. Oh, okay. One, one out of three years. Oh, okay. So, and I see them 12 times. That's oh, it. wow, okay. Yeah. That, that's not a lot at all. No, that's not a lot, but you can do you can do a lot in, 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 the, in the 12 hours you have. That's, yeah, yeah. That's no problem. But... To me, it's it's not about myself. It's it's all about them. So yeah, I, I I don't mean it to be like I want my students, but you know, like yeah. in order for them to to get work, in order for them to be successful, they should have things that they can they can do. Yeah. You know. I mean, we talk about um, the 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 various possibilities that the 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 drum industry or the music industry offers, mm -hmm. and I ask them, what do you want to do? How do you see yourself? Uh, in five years, mm -hmm. for example, what's what would be your dream come true? And then they and I I I 
ask them to not think, well, this is not realistic. I just ask them, let me know. Mm -hmm. And then I, and then after that, it's easier to tell what they need to learn. But if somebody says, mm, I want to be a drum clinician who is the next greatest Thomas Lang, mm. for example, mm -hmm. uh, with brushes and double bass, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> and then then it's a different it's a different thing it's a different perspective it's they need to know different things than the guy who wants to play sessions with another musician yeah for and sure i i tell them what my my things are that i feel like are the most important mm -hmm. and what my core is mm -hmm. and and so on and some some people can relate some can't mm, yeah Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that what we when we started talking about this whole thing, then I still think I I want them to be free. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And some 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 younger drummers they have this okay, I'm really interested in let's say crazy fills and in quid tuplets. Mm -hmm. Just an example, mm -hmm. right? There's absolutely i'm i'm now saying I'm stating there's absolutely no use for crazy fills and <laughs> quintuplets, right? You don't need this. It's not necessary. It's it's okay. But you might be enthusiastic about it. It might mm -hmm. be your passion. And then it's good. So wherever your passion takes you is good. Yeah, and I think sorry, I think yeah. there's also like learning to do that stuff will inform the rest of it. Yeah. You know, if you can be solid in quintuplets, then surely you're going to be solid in triplets and sixteenth notes. And I don't think so. No? You think no. so? Well, I think if you've got an understanding of rhythm that dense, you know, if you're playing difficult things that are that, are that dense, then the rest of it should be, theoretically, should be easier for you, I would have thought. Maybe. I don't know. I, but I'm, I'm <laughs> Maybe sure. Maybe we should try it. Yeah. But I'm sure you can do, you can, you can lead a perfect life as a drummer or as a musician without being able to play quintuplets at all. Yeah, of course, absolutely. But it's like language, isn't it? It might be, so yeah. If you learn like academic language and you get a degree that you use academic language in, when you go home and talk to your mother about biscuits, it's going to be fine. You're going to pretty much understand what they're trying to say. Okay, let's, let's use that analogy, but I think it's more about what you're trying to tell needs to be something that people can relate to context right emotionally okay so if you if you're saying something that somebody else can relate to and then then that's perfect you know it doesn't really matter how you say it mm. if it's kept captivating and if it's an in interesting story and they feel like yeah i can see myself in that story and and so then 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 that's probably That's probably my goal, yeah. at least. Yeah, yeah. So what I, but what I'm, what I was originally going to say is, so it doesn't matter. Quintuplets were just an example. <laughs> um, you know, just an example because it's quite a popular thing, mm. or it has been in the mm. past few years. But what I found in some of the students is that they they are only like 21 or 22, and they say things like, "Yeah, um, I don't need this in pop music, right?" Mm. Because it doesn't have a place in pop music and they are thinking about drums as they would think about like 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 they are studying economics mm. and i'm like okay but do you like it <laughs> right yeah. yeah i really like it and then i'm like okay then you should practice it because you know what we are doing doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense to spend so much time on the drums because you will benefit financially in a way that will justify the, the hours you put in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense, right? It's, mm -hmm. there's no, it's not logical. It's, it's just passion. Mm. Yeah. yeah. There's no good reason for playing a musical instrument except passion. Well, what a bit. Well, that's what an answer. What an yeah. answer. Great. Well, if people want to find you um, on your corner of the internet, where's the best place for them to, to go? Yeah, probably my, my website or Instagram. So yostnickel.com? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. it's just yostnickel on Instagram? Yeah, I think it's with a, how do you call this little... An underscore? Underscore, yeah, yeah, that's the word. Cool. I think it's yost underscore nickel, but you can just type in yost, yeah. my name and then yeah. Yeah, Instagram um, will help you. Thank you so much 
for for coming on and doing this um that hour flew by um that was great i really really appreciate that you took your time out um um, when we can get back to traveling and visiting countries and stuff we would love to have you over so um we let's figure a way out when we can to to hook that up and, and and do that yeah i would love to come so at the moment, I, it looks like I'll be in the UK next April for, for the, the show. Drum show. Yeah, okay, yeah. well, let's figure out if there's a way we can put it together. Yeah, great. You know? Um, I, I keep my fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll speak to... I'll see what we can do. I'll see what we can do. Yeah. Um, what's next for you? Have you got... You're gigging with the band now or rehearsing with the band? Yeah, I'm st- next... So there will be just more gigs with Yandy Lay this weekend and then last two weeks of july also gigs 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 brilliant right great well i'm glad they're back for you i'm glad yes. they're back and yeah, uh, it feels good yeah um, and when they come round, uh, enjoy yes um, and i think we'll, we'll let you know adam will drop you an email as to when this will will go out but um uh, i really appreciate the time um in the chat thanks so much man you're welcome and i really like the the thing with your look the look on your face when uh, the the phone was ringing. Oh, uh, it'll be uh, it'll be a screenshot, no doubt, and a meme uh, at some yes. point. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Drummers Only Radio. You can find us online at www.drummersonly.co.uk. Drop us a line. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Drummers Only UK. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We're on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. Any questions, info at drummersonly.co.uk is the email, or if you need leads, it's leads at drummersonly.co.uk. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Drummers Only.